Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell and that, that right there is Kurt Souter. <laughs> His problems. <laughs> <laughs> he is the man uh, over at Further Still Ministries. And uh, we do this little show called Solid Steps Radio. And we've, if you've ever heard us before, we are a radio ministry that basically we, we talk to men. And we tell men, hey, guys, you're not fulfilling your destiny as living out as a man, truly, if you're not walking with Jesus Christ. Now, that being said, everybody's on different paths of where they are in their walk with God. Some have not started. Some have been doing it for decades. So we want to talk about things in men's lives that you're probably not talking about. It's easy to talk about sports, weather, and politics. But today we want to talk about the topic. Oh, it's the topic. When you bring this topic up, you will see many a people just their eyes roll in the back of their head because they don't want to talk about it. But they have to talk about it now because of what's going on. So depending on when you're going to listen to this show and when it airs. But right now, as we're taping this, we are about three months into a little thing called a pandemic. And what started off as a health scare has now turned into a financial scare globally. Whether you think it's justified or not, we are in the middle of something that is affecting a, a, an entire population, not only of our nation, but the world in an economic standpoint. And we may never go back to being certain ways and certain, we don't know, but... So today we're going to talk about money in a pandemic. One of your favorite topics. Right. Pandemics. <laughs> uh, <money. laughs> okay, yeah. So just talking about money and that idea of sometimes not having enough, sometimes having too much, we think, or what do we do with money and what is God doing in a pandemic when it comes to our money? Well, you know, the Bible says a lot about money. And uh, Matt Bell, it's great to have you back on our show. Really good to be with you, Kurt it, and Chad. It's really a joy. And uh, by the way, just just FYI for you, Matt. So when I, I said to Chad, hey, uh, hey, we're going to I got Matt coming in. We're going to talk about money again. And you kind of. <laughs> Uh, you kind of throw me yeah, under the no, bus. I appreciate that. No, it wasn't Matt. <laughs> it was it's, Matt. It's, it has nothing to do with Matt. It has everything to do with the, Just talking about finances. Just I mean, about people, finances. Um, you can talk about anything. When you start talking about finances, yeah. you start getting in people's checkbook. Oh. Now you start to get into their heart hey, and their issues. Hey, that's kind of personal. Right. So, uh, but anyway, Matt, it's great to have you back. And, and we want to talk today about... Uh, you know, some money and finances and all that. But before, uh, I want your, our listeners, you work with Sound Mind Investing. What in the world is that? Yeah, it's a, it's a great little company. I guess, I guess I'm a little bit biased in saying it's a great little company. But uh, no, Sound Mind Investing has been around for 30 years now. It's our 30th anniversary. I've been with the company since 2012, so eight years. And it's a Christian company based here in Louisville that um, helps people with investing. So we don't invest money for people, but we have strategies. People subscribe to our newsletter and they avail themselves of these strategies that are all mechanical unbiased. We're not giving opinions about where the market's going to go. It's all a very mechanical rules-based approach to investing. But um, we're serving um, God's people by helping them with what I think is, you know, money, as you guys are saying, is a very troubling topic for a lot of people. But I think investing is one of the most complicated topics for many people within that that broader topic of money. And so it's really a, a blessing to us to be able to come alongside people and, and help give some hopefully wise counsel in that area. Uh, my good friend Austin Pryor started the, that uh, business and ministry, really, uh, 30 years ago. 
And uh, but you are what's what's your role there? So I'm yeah. My title is managing editor. I mean we're a small organization, so it's a lofty title, but only because it's a small organization. Um, but uh, now I there's several of us that do a lot of the writing for the newsletter, and we're writing on the blog, you know, throughout the week each week. So do a lot of writing about financial topics, and wherever we can, we're leaning on God's word, God's principles, to encourage people in the really practical application of those principles. Um, and then I get involved in a few other things too. We, we created a small group study last year called Multiply. So I was pretty involved in the development of that. So yeah, it's a, it's a great, great place to be. And uh, you've authored a few books, but I, I want to highlight uh, your latest is called um, Money and Marriage. Talk about that just briefly. Yeah, that's one that was on my heart to write for a long time because money is such a troubling topic within marriage. I mean, depending on who you, whose statistics you believe, it's it's really one of, if not the primary cause of divorce. And so I, I wanted to create a book that's specifically for either uh, engaged or newly married couples. So people that are early in their journey of marriage and how do we come together as husband and wife financially? How do we get on the same page together? Because there's a lot of stuff in our backgrounds. There's temperament differences. There's all kinds of things that can help a marriage run off the rails, really. And so um, the book is is very practical. It's filled with biblical counsel on that topic, but very practical, especially for people that are that are early in that process of, of the marriage journey. So listeners, uh, Marriage and Money, ma- Money and Marriage uh, by Matt Bell. And uh, uh, but let, let's now jump into, you know, what we really want to talk about today in the middle of this COVID pandemic. Um, Matt, what your, um, we've, we've got folks who are listening right now who are struggling in a variety of different ways. Some are unemployed completely. Some have lost jobs. Some are um, n- no income or minimal income coming in. Talk, talk to them from a biblical financial perspective yeah, Talk to them right now and I'd love to start with that biblical perspective because I think I think in money in general and in a tough financial situation in specific I think it's the tendency is to run to a solution really quickly and we'll get to some solutions we'll get really practical here if you'd like to um, but I think the the place to start is with God's word and, and time in prayer and I just in, in thinking about that topic um, I just thought about five different um, kind of aspects of encouragement I'd love to give people that are in that situation that might be listening right now. I'd love to point them into the Word. And so um, First Tim, or First Peter 5, 7, you know, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. I remember a time years ago when I had to go in for a procedure, as they say, you know, a surgical procedure. And, and that morning, um, somebody texted me, a friend texted me those words, that, that, that verse from first Peter. And it was such an encouragement. It was such a weight off my shoulders to be reminded that the God of the universe invites me, encourages me, asks me, asks us to come to him with our concerns. And so it, I, I think that's a good, a good starting place. Um, a second word of encouragement from God's word would be from Matthew six. So you know, remember the promises that God knows your needs. He's not blind to what's happening in your situation. He knows your needs. And if you read and meditate on on the verses in, in Matthew 6, you'll see that God's promise is to provide for you. And so that's not just theory. That's not just, you know, spiritual happy talk. That's true. And so um, I would I would point people there as a second place. And, and can I just interject yeah. there? So that's seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. 
and all these things yeah. will be added unto you. What are these things he's talking about? In yeah, that I mean, it's very material. I mean, he talks mm-hmm. about, don't worry about the clothes you're going to wear, the food you're going to eat and those things, because you know, he knows you need these things. But as you just said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Yeah, it's a, it's a strong reminder, especially in a time like this for someone who's hurting. Um, next, I, I would say to ask for God's wisdom. There's a lot of crazy ideas floating out around in, in our culture these days. And, and certainly that also includes about money and what to do in a tough time. Seek God's wisdom. You know, in the book of James, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously without finding fault and it will be given to you. And so go to God and ask for his wisdom, ask for his word to be spoken into your life in very clear and tangible ways about what should you do in this situation that you're finding yourself in now. And And, and may I interject again there too, you know, uh, Proverbs uh, 13 says, he who walks with the wise Mm grows wise. Mm. And one of the ways we gain wisdom is through God's word, approaching the Lord through prayer. But many times it's it's people right around us yeah. who have the experience and have been down the road a little bit farther than we have. That's right. I'd love to unpack a little bit more the idea of, of coming to others with our needs in, in just a second or two. But yeah, absolutely. Um, the next thing is to make your request specific. So we're asking for God's wisdom overall, but, but then, you know, of course he knows our needs. He knows them before we give voice to them, before we come to him in prayer. And yet I think there's something good and healthy about coming to him in prayer about our specific needs and giving voice to them. Um, so in Philippians four, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And um, I think there's two kind of odd words in those verses. Um, One is the word anything. Don't be anxious about anything. You know, there's plenty to be anxious about right now in the world, if you look around. Um, Don't be anxious about anything. And then I find it kind of interesting that it says uh, to bring your request to God with thanksgiving. So, you know, here we are, Lord, we're hurting in this specific way. And you're asking me to come to you with thanksgiving. I think that's just a great encouragement to look around and to see the many blessings we have because contentment comes from, I I think practicing gratitude leads to contentment. And so even in the midst of very difficult circumstances, you know, again, remembering God's promises to provide for us, knowing that he knows our situation and what we need, we can come to him, yes, with our requests, but with a spirit of thanksgiving as well in the midst of all that. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I, as you're talking there, I'm reminded of what Paul said in Second Corinthians, sorrowful, going through all this pain and difficulty and, and tribulation, sorrowful and yet always rejoicing. Mm, yeah. It's that balance thing. Matt, we're going to take, um, we're going to come right back with your number five on, on a money principles financial, but we need to take a break. So we're going to take a break, come back and talk more about what it means to uh, be a good steward of money, especially in a pandemic. And later on, we're going to talk a little bit about how has finances changed now, the perspective on it since this has happened. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to the second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter, we are here with Matt Bell, and we are talking about money. We're really talking about money in a pandemic. And what do we do in tough times? What are we supposed to do in non-tough times? Speaking of money, LNN Credit Union, they have been a great sponsor of us and our show from the beginning. And we really appreciate them 
in regards to what they do in our local area, in the Kentuckiana area, for your personal uh, or business checking or savings accounts needs. Vision First Eye Care, they help you see better, whether it's contacts, glasses, they are, you are more than a set of eyes at Vision First. And then Bright Star Home Care, if you know anyone who's in the season of life, they need either once a week or 24-7 care who wants to live in their own home. Bright Star Home Care can help take care of that. So, Matt, we talked about, um, you know, the Bible has a lot to say about money. Mm-hmm. And I love your, you, you got to kind of a four perspectives or principles uh, review with our listeners real quickly, and then I, well, let's hear number five. Yeah, so the first one was to lean into him, to cast your cares on him, as it encourages us to do in First Peter. Second one was, was to remember his promises to provide, that he knows our needs and promises to take care of us from Matthew 6. The third one was to seek God's wisdom, read out of James 1. Um, and then make specific requests of, of the Lord uh, through Philippians 4, 6 through 7, and uh, to come to him with a spirit of, of thanksgiving in doing that. And then number five is? Yeah, number five is really kind of tagging off that fourth one, and that is specifically to uh, give thanks in all circumstances from uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. So I think that's just a good reminder. It's easy to to get bogged down or to weigh, be weighed down by the concerns of this world. But I think that spirit of thanksgiving just does something to our outlook and our disposition and just puts us really at the feet of, of, of Christ where, where we're receptive, where we're better attuned to, to his speaking into our lives. Even when we don't maybe feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. Give thanks in all circumstances <laughs> For this is God's will for you in yeah. Christ Jesus. Yeah, amen. And um, I, I'm reminded what the psalmist says, uh, his praise will always be on my lips. Mm. And sometimes that's it's easier said than done. Yeah. But in the midst of no income or little income or no job and pandemic and maybe even health crisis in the midst of that, the Lord says, cast all your cares on me and give thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm. I love you. Yeah, I'm taking care of you, uh, Matt. We in the break. You you mentioned uh, you've got some practical things that you wanted to share with our listeners. Uh, let's let's hear some practical things about in the midst of COVID nineteen, in the midst of struggle. What else? What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the first thing it kind of goes back. I love giving credit where credit is due, and and Larry Burkett, the late Larry Burkett really um, impacted my life. He was a prolific writer on biblical money management and a radio program host in his own right. And and one of the things he always said when someone's in financial difficulty is bring an awareness of your situation to others. It's very difficult to do that in our culture, our social media culture, where we're, we're prone to presenting the best version of ourselves on Facebook and Instagram and other places. Very difficult to acknowledge or to admit that we need help. And yet his encouragement, I think, is so right on, it's to go to other believers, it's to go to your church, it's to make your needs known and your situation known. Because if you think about it, it's for someone who's in a position to help, and we're and we're called to help a brother in need, right? That's scripture. Um, for someone in a position to help, that's usually a joy for them. And so to not let people know about the needs is is possibly to rob somebody else of the joy of coming alongside of you. That's exactly what I was thinking. Hmm. Rob the person of, of the privilege of giving to you because they, they're looking for that opportunity. Yeah, that's right. There's actually people 
who are looking for opportunities to give resources to those in need. And if they don't know about it, they can't do that. Yeah, because for people that are still employed through this pandemic, chances are their financial situation has actually improved because they're not spending as much on things like entertainment or vacations or gasoline as they're working from home or restaurant meals or those sorts of things. There, there are people in the midst of all these headlines, behind those headlines, there are people that are doing even better than they were doing before. And it would be a blessing to them to be able to come alongside a friend who has a specific need right now. I, I just talked with a dear friend who has a small business. And he said, because of this pandemic, we, we have j- just the, the nature of our business. We are, we've our income compared to a year ago, right now, here we are a little past half the, half the year's over. We're, we've made more income than all of last year combined. Yeah. And, and, they, they do. They want to give hmm. because God's called them to give and they maybe even have the spiritual gift of giving right. and they want to give. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's a for someone to be able to do that, it's it's a blessing to them. And so make your needs known, you know, get past the discomfort of doing that and make your needs known. Hmm. And then there's just all kinds of other practical things we can do. I mean, a lot of mortgage companies and other lenders have made provision. They know a ton of their people, a ton of their customers are hurting right now. They've made provision. They've made decisions. It's not a case-by-case thing. They've made provision. And so get in touch. Somebody that is owed money from somebody else, what they want, if that person that, that owes them money is in trouble, what they want is communication. They want to hear from them. And they've got programs. And so if you're having a hard time making your mortgage payment, if you've got a vehicle loan, student loans, if you've got other things like that, get in touch with those folks and see what provision is being made. Be sure to find out the fine print because it could be, you know, find out will interest continue to accrue if I defer payments for a little bit. So at least you know what you're getting into, but avail yourself of what help is currently uniquely available. Pick up the phone and ask and say, hey, I'm th- this is the dynamic I'm under right now. I'm in and I need some help. And what can you as a bank, as a savings company, as, you know, a, a, a money lender, what can we do to help me? That's right. You, you wouldn't believe one of the things we like to teach our kids is, and they've learned this to repeat this and, and to try this out themselves, is it's amazing what you can get if you just ask. And so we talked about some of the big things like mortgages and you know vehicle payments and things like that. But other things too, we had a, a certain service we, we subscribed to and, and they were doing an increase. It's a security system for the house and they were going to do an increase in the monthly payment. They let us know about that. Called them up. I said, hey, we've been a longtime customer. What can you do for me on this upcoming increase? They said, don't worry about it. It won't increase. And so just make the phone call and ask. You know, that's a little thing, but lots of little things can really add up. That's a good word. That's a very good word. Um any any other practical things? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, people think about, well, if I need a, a source of funds to get me through the short term, you know, I've, I've talked to friends, I've talked to my church, I've, I've made my needs known. You know, there, there can be a prioritization 
uh, process of where should you look for some money to get you through the current situation. If you have an emergency fund, that would be, be an obvious first place to, to look. A lot of people don't have an emergency fund, but if you do, that would be a great starting point. There, there are ways to access money, even from a 529 plan, kids college savings, um, from your retirement. If you've got a Roth IRA, your contributions can come out at any time without any, any kind of penalty. Um, new provisions have been made for 401k plans, for be, being able to access loans to a greater degree, a greater amount of money and those sorts of things. So look for those kinds of things. And, and when it comes down to something as specific as a 529 plan versus a retirement plan, I'd, I'd actually encourage you to look to the 529 plan first. Yes, you'll pay some penalty in, in the money that you take out, the earnings portion of, of that money that you take out. But at the end of the day, kids could get a loan for college, hard to get a loan for our later years. And so I would prioritize that. But life insurance, if you have a cash value life insurance policy, you can get a loan against that cash value at a pretty favorable rate. Um, so there are places to, to turn for these kinds of things. Um, I, I'm reminded of what um, I think I've heard on the radio before, you know, look outside the box, even of your employment, you know, yeah. um, you have any thoughts on that? For sure. I mean, if you're out of work, you know, you may be looking for a specific type of job. I think humility needs to rule the day. And so, you know, take a job that might you might be overqualified for if it's available just for a season of time because we have a mandate to provide for our families. And so, you know, open yourself up to what what might be possible that that you might not have considered. Another really practical thing, there's a lot of two-car families um, around and, and do you need both? If you could get rid of one vehicle, think about the savings on insurance and maintenance and gasoline and all those sorts of things. We were a one-car family for a while. Um, I counseled somebody uh, back where we used to live in Chicago about this. They never thought of it before, never occurred to them, just took it for granted, got to be a two-car family. But they realized we actually, yeah, it might be a little more inconvenient sometimes, but we could actually make it work. And when you look at the savings from that, it's pretty substantial. It is. That, that can be significant. Yeah. I mean, if um, you add up all those costs. Yeah. Especially if you, if you have, uh, you're paying a monthly car payment every month on top of the gas and, uh, you know, that's significant. Yeah. We, um, Matt, we're going to continue to unpack this and we want to hear just, you know, godly wisdom, but we're going to take a break right now. So we're going to take a break, come back, talk a couple more segments. And one of the questions I want to ask, I'm going to tee this up. And we may ask it next segment or the fourth segment is, uh, how should something like a pandemic change when we think, Hey, wow, maybe my retirement was not for me to live really comfortable on a beach somewhere. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but Maybe my retirement was for something else or is for something else, kingdom related and end times related. We're going in a direction. So maybe God has other plans for my retirement. We're going to take a break. Talk about that shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Satter. And we are talking with financial advisor Matt Bell about money and uh, especially during a pandemic of those who have it and those who do not. And uh, if you uh, have any water issues at your home, and I don't mean the ones that are flowing in your house through pipes, but the ones that are outside your home in regards to drainage, septic, uh, Frank Enterprises is a great company who can help take care of those water drainage issues. And we also want to thank uh, Iroquois Family Dental. They have two locations in the Louisville area, one east and one uh, southwest Jefferson County. They are family-friendly dental office, and they'd love to take care of your teeth. 
Uh, and then Southern Smoke Catering. Put some south in your mouth with the best barbecue you will taste. They are a catering-only company. And boy, we really are glad we like them and they like us. <laughs> yes, we do like Chris Hadley and his crew. Hey, um, but Matt, let's uh, let's talk. Um, we've been talking about those who are have, have struggled economically in these times. Talk just a moment about those who have been actually super blessed Um this pandemic has actually kind of skyrocketed their income. Mm-hmm. Talk to them a moment. Sure. Yeah, I would say a couple things to someone in that situation. I mean, one, you know, the Bible talks about that we've been blessed in order to be a blessing. And so if there is an increase, if there is increased margin through less needed spending right now and such, really, I think a biblical first response to that is where can I be a blessing with that? How can I serve people through how I've been blessed? How can I give to certain causes that can make a difference and that God might be leading me to? I think that'd be a great starting point. And then I think, I don't know who it was. I think various people through history have been um, given the credit for this, but somebody said, don't ever waste a crisis. And and, um, I think that that, you know, for someone who's in this pandemic, we're all in this crisis, but for someone who's a little more financially solid right now, there's still the need to not waste this crisis because maybe God is saying something else in your life about what you should be doing with your resources. Maybe you just need to get your resources more organized. This might be a time to, you know, create a budget. A budget, I, I'm, I'm a budget geek. I love budgets. I think budgets are the most powerful, <laughs> most wonderful financial tool ever invented because they, they give you a sense of now you're managing, now you're being proactive with the money that we've been blessed with. And it helps in your marriage. It gets you and your wife on the same page uh, financially to use this crazy tool. So so if you've never used a budget, this would be a great time for that. And then I, I, I sense that people in the situation you're describing, Kurt, also have a little more margin these days in terms of time. You know, we're not running kids to their sporting events and other things right now. And so use that time to negotiate some of the, the monthly service fees you've got. You, you may be able to create even more margin to be a blessing um, through that process. And so I think this is an opportunity to in a really practical sense, do a fine-tooth comb review of your finances and get to some of those someday, one-day sorts of financial chores you've been meaning to address. And I think it's an important time to be going to the Lord and saying, you know, Lord, I am in a good situation now. Use me, send me. And 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 what would that look like? That's that's good stuff. When he mentioned budget... Um, <gasps> Like most guys, just friends. <laughs> sanguine that's personalities. Like a, that's like a four-letter <laughs> word, you know, for yeah, for some of us. But uh, Chad, you uh, in the break, you asked Matt a question. I want you to uh, verbalize that back for our audience and have Matt address that. So, people in January didn't know what the name COVID meant. Right, had never entered their vocabulary. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it does. And now I'm talking to people who are in ministry, who in life, there's parts of my life now, the trajectory of my life has changed for the better because of this, spiritually speaking, ministry opportunities, just some things that God, doors God has opened up. Hmm. And I want to ask you a two-part question. One, from your experience with maybe people, your clients who you've been talking with, uh, and and this the question is this, have are people going to now come out of this pandemic going, hey, wait a minute, I've been working 20, 30, 40 years to build up this nest egg so I could retire in comfort. But now they see all of this around them. And should some people be saying, hey, wait a minute, 
this money that God has blessed me with, and I have years worth of money, technically speaking, in the bank or in an investment to be able to help my life be comfortable. And now they're going, maybe I should use this money for the kingdom Hmm. because all of a sudden people are talking about, is this the end? How much worse could this get? What if it gets worse? Mm -hmm. And they are seeing people around them and thinking, hey, wait a minute. Instead of me paying for the lake house, I might need to be paying for someone else's house or Mm -hmm. something like that. What's your thoughts on maybe personal experiences with your clients and then just kind of a bigger picture of people maybe seeing their retirement differently? Yeah, I love that. What a great question. And there's no one size fits all answer to that, but it reminds me of a conversation I just had in our small group recently about James, going back to the book of James, where he says, you know, look, you who say today and tomorrow, we're going to this place and we'll spend a year there and we'll make money. Well, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, your life is a mist. And so, you know, he says in there, you should say, if it is God's will, you know, we will do this and that. And so I think it it is easy to get that planning process out of whack where we're encouraged to plan. The Bible says the plans of the diligent lead to profit. And yet sometimes I think we, as was said in our small group the other night, somebody said, sometimes we make our plans and then we want God to bless those plans. You know, if we've got it in reverse order, we should be seeking God's will and trying to discern his will and making plans that hopefully are in concert with his will. So will people rethink their retirements? I hope so. Um, I can't say I'm hearing specific stories of people that have done a 180 on, on their plans, but I think it is a great time right now to stop and say, wait, I've envisioned a certain future and I've taken for granted a certain future that may not be there. And so we should be coming with humble hearts to the Lord and saying, Lord, are you redirecting me? Are you redirecting my thoughts and the resources you've blessed me with? Right. So really, and I love you. That's a great answer of, of saying, being prayerful and saying, you know, coming with open hands and saying, Lord, you've given this money to me. Now, what do you want me to do with it? Meaning right. it may not be what you thought it was intentionally used for. Yeah, you know? that's so, right. It goes back to the the stewardship piece of, you know, it, we don't own any of it. It's all God's. He owns everything. That's right. We're just a steward. We're just uh, um, partnering with God and we need to be available yeah. to make, make our resources, so the things that he has given us, you know, to him and his kingdom. Matt, we talked, I, I shot you an email and we were just a little dialogue about retirement and specifically, you know, the Bible doesn't really speak about retirement and, but weigh in just for a few minutes on uh, retirement from a biblical perspective and what does that mean? What does that look like? And, uh, just your thoughts. Sure. So the Bible actually does mention retirement one time in the book of Numbers as it pertains to Levitical priests. The they priests. were, they were to stop the their service at age 50. Hey, by, by the way, that, that, I mean, I'm a pastor, so that, that, would, that, would that qualify? <laughs> I'll have to look that up. You're then. past 50, right? Just, just to confirm. Uh, so you're right. I mean, for most of us, um, it doesn't speak to retirement. You don't see examples of, you know, Paul, you know, stopping ministry at a certain point and, and and relaxing the rest of his life kind of thing. Um, and so, but, I th- but but here's the thing, in a really practical way, you know, the, the trends in the culture are that people are, more and more people are saying, I'm going to retire later. I'm going to maybe not retire. Either I need the money, I realize, or I just like my work and I want to stay useful and, and that sort of thing. And yet the reality is the vast majority of people today still do retire around age 65. And the hard reality for many people is that they end up retiring earlier than they planned 
because of difficult circumstances, health reasons, their own health fails, the health of a loved one where they need to spend time caring for a loved one. They get downsized out of a job, tough to find work in your 60s, that kind of thing. And so I think as stewards of God's resources, where I've landed on the, on the retirement issue is that the ideal would be to prepare spiritually, vocationally, emotionally to continue working as long as we possibly can, as long as God is directing us to that, that work that, that we're doing, and yet prepare financially to retire earlier than we think we're going to. Because again, as good stewards, we can look at the realities of life and say, hey, I need to provide for my family, not just right now while I have an income, but down the road when I might not. So, so, yeah, I mean, in the Bible would speak to that and, and like be like the ant, hmm. store up, yeah. uh, be prepared for uh, the a, a rainy day, be pre- be prepared for the stormy day, yeah. be prepared for, you know, in our world now, the pande- pandemic. Right. Um, be wise that it's not, you might not always have this solid income coming in and... Uh, yeah, that's so true. And and I think, you know, if you think about the current environment, so from an investing standpoint, it's been scary for a lot of people because from mid-February to mid-March, the market lost so much. I mean, the market has never entered a bear market so quickly before. It usually takes much longer. It took like 16 trading days and then it's rocketed back up again. And so, again, this might be a time to look at how we're investing. And I really encourage people to make sure you're investing from an objective perspective. You've got a process involved in your in your investment decisions. It's something you understand. You're making investment choices. I like to think the acid test is, can you tell a 12-year-old, can you explain it to them? How are we investing and, and why are we investing in this particular thing? We happen to have a 12-year-old under roof, so I can test that out. But if you don't have one, you can borrow one, perhaps, and see how well you understand. (laughs) I got a couple you can borrow if you want. (laughs) Um, And so I, I think that falls within that mix of things we were talking about to evaluate right now. Did I just, you know, did that just scare me? Did that cause me to go to cash earlier this year? And so that would be another piece to evaluate right now. Wow. So we're going to take a break, come back with one more segment. I'm going to ask in, in the next segment, if we other questions as well, is it's just some practical, I'm going to ask you some nerd stuff, meaning market stuff, because <laughs> you saw, like you said, a bear market and, and how quickly then it bounced back. I got some questions I want sure. to ask you about that. And we're going to talk more about what it is to have a biblical view on retirement and or your money in a pandemic. So we'll take a break, come back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you missed the first three, uh, it's okay. But if you want to hear those, we'd love for you to go back. Thanks to our great sponsors, uh, Dan Hart Financial. We're talking about retirement today, and Dan Hart is a sponsor of our show, and he can help you uh, also give a biblical perspective on what your retirement looks like. Uh, Veritech Generators. If you are uh, have a home or a business and you want to have a generator or you have a generator that needs servicing, Veritech can do that for you. Southeast Outlook, they're a publication that helps write the stories that God is writing in, in our city and around the world. Uh, Executive Elevator, if you are someone or someone you know, they want to live in their home and they don't have a first floor master bedroom and they got to tackle those stairs and the only reason they're moving is because of that, Executive Elevator can help them get around in their home in a way that will be able to help them to stay in their home. But if you want to hear our show, thanks to those great sponsors, you can go to Facebook and like our page, Solid Steps Radio, or you can just type in Solid Steps Radio at 
iTunes or SoundCloud and listen to those podcasts commercial free. So Matt, uh, a few questions as we wrap up this, this show today. And again, thank you so much for coming in. Sure. It's a joy to have you. And we love just uh, picking your brain, pricking your heart of, of God's truth about finances. Talk to us real quickly about, you know, when we get a stimulus check, um, do we tithe on that? Um, what if we don't have, uh, you know, much income? What if we have half income? And do do we give? Do we give uh, when when we're struggling to pay our bills? Um, weigh in these uh, these heavy topics. Just all these easy topics, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say a couple things. I would say certain principles. I mean, in Proverbs three nine says it teaches us to give from the first fruits of our increase. And so I look at that word increase, and I say any resources coming into our life, that's in line where the first fruits are to be given to God's work. And so whether that's inheritance, whether that's stimulus check, whether that's, you know, income, commissions, whatever that is, my understanding and my conviction in this area is that that we give off the increase. Um, when people are struggling, I mean, God knows our needs. He doesn't want us to, you know, if it comes down to a choice between providing for our family and, and, and giving some, of course, I think God's heart is to say, hey, take care of your family. But I do think, again, back to a principle, I think when people are struggling, but they do have income, I go back to the story of Cain and Abel, that, that one of their gifts was acceptable to the Lord and the other one was not. And, and the one that was acceptable was a choice gift. And I think there's that principle of the choice gift. And so you may give a very small actual amount of money, but, but to whatever degree is possible, I would, I would encourage, I would lean towards saying, give something because, it, you know, of course it isn't that God needs the money, but I think we need that act of worship to be giving tangibly of the resources God has blessed us with as an act of worship. So that would be my heart and conviction on that. I guess what you're saying, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 9 about this whole thing of generous. Yeah. Li living with generosity. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my favorite stories, um, there's a couple I know back in Chicago that uh, when they got married, she brought 50 grand of non-mortgage debt into the marriage. He called it a reverse dowry. <laughs> he had a good attitude about the whole thing. But it took them years to get out of debt. And, and two things about it. Number one, he said, this is leadership in action to me. He said to her, every time she would say, I feel so bad about my debt and my debt is holding us back. And he would always correct her. It's not you your debt. It's our debt. When we got married, it became our debt. I love that. And the second thing is that all the time they were in debt where they couldn't buy a house, they couldn't afford to buy a house because of the debt payments, they gave and they gave generously. They tithed. They had a saying, they said, we're going to give 10% of net until we're out of debt. And then they switched it to, to the gross. But, but I love that. And, and they look back after they got out of debt and say, if we had used the money, if we had not given, we had bought the house we wanted to buy, looking back, it was perfectly timed to be the height of the housing bubble. And so they would have bought it the absolute high in the housing market. And by the time they were ready to actually purchase, because they gave and that delayed the process, they were able to buy at a much lower price than they would have otherwise. So all that to say... I think God's heart, God's design for us is to live generously. And I think the instruction in the word is the disposition is to be, as you said, to live generously. Yeah, for God so loved the world that he gave. Absolutely. 
Right. And there's something powerful that when we give something that's near and dear to our heart, and if you ask most people, <laughs> money is yeah, near sure. and dear to our heart. I mean, we're, we're the, you know, for the love of money yeah. is the root of all kinds of evil. That's right. You know, and so we, so one of the ways that we counter that is by giving, that's even right. in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, that's different for every person. But the the goal or the heart behind uh, behind God is for he, he he gave us his very best. That's right. And again, the principle of the increase. If there is no increase, if you're out of work, that's a season for you to be receiving. Amen. But but if there is an increase, you know, even as like I said, even if it's a, if it's a very small actual amount, I don't think you want to miss the opportunity to worship in that way. Mm, that's good stuff. Well, uh, Chad, you had a question in the break that yeah. you wanted to ask Matt. I was just curious in about 60 seconds or so, but most people were waiting for the recession to hit, right? We've had a, just year after year of growth. Do you think that the pandemic helped speed up the recession and we saw it happen, you know, in a week and everybody saw it just go down and now we've kind of, that kind of helped us hit that recession. Now we're, we've come back out or do you still think, eh, that's just kind of a precursor for what's coming? Yeah, I mean, these things don't operate on a, on a schedule. I mean, everybody was saying, boy, the market's getting a little long in the tooth. It was a bull market for 11 years. And, and the same thing with the economy. You know, the economy and the stock market are not one and the same, but they are related. And so what does the future hold? It's hard to say. I mean, one of the things I, I love, honestly, about sound money investing is we don't get in the prediction business in terms of investments. But I think just logically, you can look around and say, boy, there's a lot of people out of work right now. There's a lot of businesses that have closed up. I think it's going to depend heavily heavily on how soon we get a vaccine and people feel safe going out again is a very unusual economic situation in, that we're in, in that it wasn't caused by economic events. It was caused by this health scare. So I think it, it heavily depends on how quickly not only do we get some remedies um, available to people, but how soon do people feel comfortable then going back about their daily lives. Mm. That's good stuff. Matt, it's uh, fantastic to have you on the show. Um, any, la any last encouragement to our listeners regarding finance, finances and money and uh, in the midst of COVID? I just love the idea of, of not wasting a crisis. You know, that, that I don't want to sound callous to someone who really is struggling right now. I don't mean that to be insensitive. So hopefully the things we said earlier about someone in a situation like that could be a, a help and an encouragement. But for people that are, are still working and such, this really is a time, you know, it's so easy to, when things go back to how they might have been, and I'm convinced we'll get through this eventually, it's so easy to forget and just go on and not have learned anything from it. So I think this is a, a really important time to be seeking the Lord in prayer and asking, what is it about the way I've been doing the whole money thing since we're talking about money that really needs to change and not just now, but ongoingly? With that in mind... Could you just pray for us? Yeah, I'd and love to. And lift uh, us guys up who are listening, that we would be men who would have that heart. Yeah, thank you. I love, love that opportunity. Thank you, Father God, thank you so much for um, this opportunity to come to you. Thank you that you, the God of the universe, care for us, for each person listening to this show. And Lord, you know everybody's needs. I pray that you would be a great and tangible source of encouragement and help to those, especially those who are struggling right now. And for all of us, Lord, please help us to hear from you, to not just go back to how things have always been, but to hear what you would have us take from this. 
And as, as Kurt is talking about, as men especially, we're called to the unique role of leadership. Help us to, to lead our families well, <laughs> to, mm. to lead in love. <laughs> as my wife has uh, encouraged me to embrace that stance, I love that, to lead in love. Help us to do that well, that you might be glorified, that our families might be well taken care of. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Mm, amen. Matt, thank you. Uh, listeners. Um, Matt, where can they reach out to you if they have questions and how to get your books? Yeah, um, soundmindinvesting.com would be a, a great place to start. Um, Money and Marriage, your recent book. And listeners, if you're up for that, go to soundmindinvesting.com. And if you know somebody who's getting married, like that delayed marriage, yeah, you can get them the bowls or the pots or the pans that they registered mm. for at Target. But also, once you buy Matt's book, throw mm. that in there with them because I'm sure they'll get more use out of that than they will those pot and pans at Amen some point. So, that. so uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, could you do us a favor if you're hearing this right now and you said, boy, that, that, that show really did something for me or any other shows. Would you let us know? We, we'd love to hear. We kind of sometimes talk in a vacuum. We never know who's hearing what we're doing and what we're saying. So could you like us on Facebook, send us a message, uh, we'd love to hear what God has done with this show in you and in your life. And if you know someone who needs to, who who heard this today and you said, boy, they need to hear this, not pointing a finger at them need to hear it, but you need to be encouraged back. Would you share the podcast with them? We'd really appreciate that. So as we said in the beginning of the show, is Jesus the Lord of your life? Then you're not living the life God intended you. And then is it dawned on me again, as I hear, is he the Lord of your money? He is the king. And when the king comes back, he will say, what did you do with the talents I gave you? And part of the talent could be argued is money. So keep that in mind. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.